Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin, joining me as ever, although I can't see him at the moment, Christopher Glasson. How are you? Thanks, mate. Can you not see me because you refused to put your video camera on because last time we did this, we took our tops off to record a Valentine's Day special? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I didn't really get much feedback on that. I don't know if people were literally just being sick into their fucking handbags, like... But, Maybe uh, they just thought, ignore it, and we'll never do it again. That was exactly what it was. Um, well, um, what I want to do before we do anything, um, before we even get on to our sponsors, or before we even start the top five, is just to make everybody aware that listens to this podcast, that if you enjoy this, there is other stuff. There's loads of other stuff There's that you can stuff. get access to. Oh, baby. And, uh, and it's like, uh, basically, it's called Patreon. And you're probably like, oh, God, they're banging on about Patreon again. But we're, we're going to because essentially it's, it's your way of supporting us and enabling us to keep doing like the, the over 400 episodes that we put out each Monday for free. And it's just a little way yeah. that it kind of all goes in the pot to kind of pay for the production and stuff of this podcast. So we're not asking you for money for nothing. We're not dire straits. What we're doing is... We are giving... Oh, thanks for laughing, mate. I was quite pleased with that. Uh, um, one of the things that you get uh, is access to this week's live show. So this Thursday night, we'll be doing a live show over Zoom for Patreons. So you can come along and join. Don't feel any pressure. You have to have your camera on or your microphone on. You can just have, have the camera off and just sit and watch us dinkles just do our thing. Um, or you can get involved because we throw it open to to the, 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 the Patreons and then that episode actually comes out um, uh, over on our Patreon page. So that's this week. So if you want to join the live show then 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 sign up to Patreon and even if you only sign up for a month see how you get on with it. It's literally going to cost you like I don't know a couple of dollars Absolutely. a week. Absolutely. Like, if I, I think it's te- we, we don't make a huge amount off the uh, sort of like our advertising and stuff through, uh, you know, how we do that. But if our listenership was uh, on Patreon, then we could literally just do this full time. You know, I could li- I could buy that um, 
gold-plated Mercedes-Benz I've always wanted. Not even that. But it would help us and it would let us be able to focus on it full-time. So yes, if you can, come and check it out. Four extra episodes a month, video content, great, great other stuff with us and other comedians. Oh my God, I didn't mean we're comedians, but other people, other comedians we've had on the show. I'm going to stop digging myself in the thing. www.patreon.com forward slash hardcore listening. Come and try it out. Come see the gang. I just quickly also get access to like hundreds of um, back catalogue shows that have never been released yes. to, to the public. So you're not just getting your one episode each week uh, on top of uh, your, your ACAS release. You get access to hundreds of shows as well. Yeah. Uh, and there's some absolute crackers. So yeah, as Chris said, patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing. Give us some support. Come on. We love you. Right. Today's top five. Uh, was it from Finn yes. Sharrocks? It was. But before we do that, Let's hear a little message from our sponsor, Unis. Bangboomcreative.com. That's where you need to go for the very best in film and photography work. Yes, yes. Luke and his team over at Bang Boom have been proud sponsors of ours for a few years now, and we can tell you two things about them. One, their stuff is bloody excellent. They've produced content for the smallest charities to the biggest commercial brands, and it's always Bang on. Yeah, it works. We've seen Luke deliver an epic cinema advert for Pip, amazing photo shoots for the Two Girls One Shot podcast, made the girls look incredible, and of course he's done loads of great stuff for us, great visuals, loads on Instagram. The one he did of me as an Ewok was proper good. And secondly, well, they're just bloody nice people. Uh, Lovely to work with. Lots of companies can kind of take pictures and film something, but not everyone can do it with the sort of passion and, and just ruddy kindness that sets Luke and Bang Boom apart from all the others. So if you need some great visuals from a truly excellent company, please go check out bangboomcreative.com. Proud sponsors of the Hardcore Listening Podcast. The world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place, but with Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you'll always feel safe. Dangerous loners are everywhere and usually come across as friendly members of your community. They can be simply doing DIY during the day and podcasting at night. The dangerous loner. They could also be running a well-known nightclub at the same time. Their cloven hoof is scraping behind you. Wrenchy's Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for, as well as teaching life lessons and fitness and of course, more importantly, peace. At Sama, we teach karate, kickboxing, tai chi and MMA to all ages. From children as young as four-year-olds to the very elderly. Even Stu. Rude. Uh, they can cater for all your needs, from just general fitness uh, or a new hobby, right the way through to a career in teaching martial arts. They run corporate training days for companies to have a team building exercises, as well as local self-defence classes. They even teach a parent and baby self-defence course. That's defence whilst carrying your child, not defence against maniac murder babies. There is absolutely no defence against them. Be aware of that. Chris, where can people find out more about the Sama Academy? Yes, you can find out everything you need over at sama-academy.co.uk. That's S-A-M-A-academy.co.uk. And maybe you'll become a black belt just like me. Uh, hello, this is uh, Chiles, um, Chaz from Love Beer, uh, and, and I'm here to tell you about why I sponsor uh, Hardcore Listening and what, what love-beer.co.uk does. Uh, I am a fully certified by the British Beer and Pubs Association for bar installation with a focus on home and office bars. 
I have loads of home bar clients who have really enjoyed the service during lockdown, as well as corporate office clients like Facebook and HelloFresh. I offer a complete solution from installing the bar equipment right the way through to keg supply. I also offer regular maintenance packages for those who want a bar without all the hassle. Hello, this is Charles also from Love Beer. I just want to also let you know I'm fully licensed to sell kegs. We can supply loads of different products from mainstream beers and ciders right through to trendy craft beers and even Prosecco kegs, all delivered to your bar by a certified technician. Also, while I'm here, have I mentioned the Land Rover Beeries 3, which is a 45-year-old XMOD Land Rover Series 3 that we have done a complete restoration on during lockdown. The 3 Beeries 3 is a custom-built, high-performance bar hidden in the back of a Land Rover. The bar we have installed is capable of doing upwards of 500 pints per hour. We're about four to five weeks off having it all back together and ready to show it off. And I'll be launching an Instagram for it this week. Nice one, Charles. Nice one. There you have it. Thank you very much, sponsors. A uh, big shout out to Luke from Bang Boom Creative. Luke um, gave us massive printed out backgrounds for the new studio that um, we've acquired to film in, and they look fucking excellent. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. yeah, thank you, Luke. Big love, Luke. Um, new, new news, new news, new news coming um, about Love Beer. I spoke to Charles this week. He's got lots of things uh, that is happening over yes. at Love Beer. Uh, so we'll be having a little chat there, and obviously, um, what we're most excited about is in uh, in a few weeks watching Chris get smashed to fuck um, at karate by a uh, a black belt, a legit black belt. Um, yeah. Our other uh, sponsor, Summer Academy, which we're looking forward to. Um, right, Finn Sharrock suggested this one, and it's a great top five. Willie Yum Yum, what's it going to be? Top five things I wish I still owned. Okay, okay. You got any rules? No, I, I thought I'd just um, I'd just do what you he asked. Rules. Okay, all right. Uh, go on then. You can start. Go for it. Uh, right. I'm going to start with uh, the most obvious one. We should also point out at this point that because of the storms that we've had. There seems to be a bit of a lag oh, yeah. on the uh, internet, so uh, your your audio should sound fine. But if there's any little gaps and bits and pieces, it's because we can't even see each other today. I've had to turn the video cameras off to try and make sure that uh, everything runs as as quickly as possible. But uh, if there is a couple of little weird silences, then uh, then bear with yeah. because uh, or yeah, strange the, uh, robotic noises, yeah. Yeah, it would appear that the wind has, uh, yeah, has, has played havoc with uh, with uh, the Wi-Fi. Only being right. able to, not okay. being able to see one. you, not being able to see you, and um, not being able to see you, and only hearing your voice reminds me of the time we stayed over in that hotel in Manchester in the pitch black yeah. room late at night. Yeah. yeah, that was a great night. It was a great night. That, Thanks for the memories. That, um, go on then. What's your number five? My Star Wars toys. Oh, like yeah, I had, bless you. I, you know, like like every kid of my generation, you know, you you built up over a period of years of birthdays, Christmases, and pocket money saving to, you know, get the original set of Star Wars toys. You know, I never completed it obviously because there was so much of it. Um, 
and I just was obsessed with it. And like any kid, there's trends, and then Star Wars become a little bit unfashionable. And as a, a, a young, uh, easily influenced kid, the world of action force presented itself, um, which was like the UK's take on GI Joe, uh, and all of a sudden, yeah. I was like, oh my god, I, I want to get into action <laughs> force. Uh, so it's like, right, yeah. well, what, what I need to do is sell my Star Wars toys to get the money. Sell, sell, sell. And then, and that's exactly what I've done. I sold my Star Wars toys for literally peanuts uh, and went and bought probably, I don't know, a couple of bits of action full stuff. Um, and, it, and it is really weird because um, my, my mate's... Uh, like has kept all of his stuff and kept a lot of his action full stuff. Uh, and somebody got a crowdfunder thing put together and built um, and made this incredible book about action force toys. And it's like got a breakdown of every single action force figure and vehicle and wow. camp that was ever made. It's, it's such a beautiful book. Um, I've got a few on, on star Wars toys and, and obviously in, in recent years I've gone back to, Loosely collecting Star Wars toys, I, I I haven't got the you know loads of the originals. I've got you know. What, a you, fair what few, do you mean loosely collecting? You've got well, so I, you many know, now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know, but but not not like a nerd collector that you know will spend like fucking five grand on Yak Face. It's like I'm I'm not, I'll still buy job lots and kind of like you know. Uh, but there's there's a few bits that I really wanted that I never had when I was a kid, and uh, and so yeah, I never yeah. had a tonton and things like that. So I've I've got that. So yeah, and it, and I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now, and it gives me joy. And it gives me joy because I never thought I'd own a lot of these things ever again. Mm. Because I'm a grown man. Why should I have toys? But um, yeah, I just really regret selling my Star Wars stuff when I did. A because it's worth a fucking fortune now. And I had the Cantina. Like that's rare. Like, that was really rare. Like, my aunt got it for me when she was in Scotland, and it was just basically a bit of plastic with a card background, but mm. it was the cantina. And if I would still add that in its box, I reckon that was worth a few bob. But not that I'd sell it. But, yeah, so that, that it, that's my number five, my Star Wars toys. Is uh, Carol uh, cool with the bedsheet? <sighs> not necessarily, but I don't know. I'll let her have top bunk. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, that that actually is quite nice because my number five is my He-Man collection. Mm. Because as we well know, I've still got my Star Wars collection. I don't know what conditions it, it's in, but I've got an at at. I've got a ATST. I've got a Millennium Falcon. I've got a Tie Fighter X-wing. But they're all in pretty shit nick, and all the toys have got red paint over them. No time to explain that. Um, but I did a bit like you. I did go a bit Golden Gecko. Um, with my He-Man figures uh, when I wanted to collect G.I. Joe and I just sold the lot. And I had so I had so much He-Man. And um, I probably wouldn't have the He-Man collection out on display. Like I'd probably have a Star Wars collection out on display. But He-Man, I don't know. Like They do look a bit more stupid, the toys. But I would have them in a nice little cupboard or in my garage, do you know what I mean? In a little, I wouldn't have them like in my lounge but yeah I would love to still have all my old He-Man toys like all the battle damage He-Man and, and and Battle Cat and Snake Mountain was just the coolest toy um, I'd love that man I had pretty much I had so much I was quite spoilt when it came to He-Man so yeah I'd 
that would have been worth a few quid too, I reckon. But it doesn't really matter, does it? I, I wouldn't, want it, wouldn't want it for the value because I'm kind of missing it for the sentimental reasons, not, not so I could sell it again. So yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love that. Was you? He man was a little bit after you. No, I'm not trying to be a prick, but it was a little bit. It would have been a bit child. Would it have been a bit childish for you? He man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 totally. It was my brother. My brother had um, like Castle Grey Skull and Ram Man and like Battle Cat. Yeah, he had he had like loads of it. That was his his thing. Uh, and so, yeah, it was. It was really cool to. Uh, to go in that, I, I mentioned it, I think, on the podcast or to you a little while ago, that I, I stumbled into Forbidden Planet the other day, which I'd never been in, uh, and they had, like, a massive rack of Star Wars toys, but next to it had a mm. massive rack of He-Man toys. Uh, oh, right. And because they've reissued all the, the He-Man figures again. Uh, and and I've, I, do you know I was actually looking on Amazon yesterday at Action Man and He-Man uh, and just thinking, I'd like just the He-Man figure in my bar, like... Mm. You know, or the the, the within, whatever you want to call it now, it's, it's merged in more into like a fucking bomb site and a fucking studio. But um, but yeah, I'd quite like a, a, a like a He-Man figure. And I was looking at it in Forbidden Planet, and and I was, I mean, don't get me wrong, you could hemorrhage money in that place, and like, yeah, and I and I was just thinking, oh, do you know what? Should I just? And I was like, I don't need to spend sixteen quid on a He-Man toy, like <laughs> I really don't. But I just think there's just something about being a, you know, that that nostalgia and that like it's nice it is it's really nice and and i I get away with it every time i look to my left and see my star wars toys and and yeah but there's yeah and obviously when pip got us the the action toys that Riker made of me and you oh, and incredible. like you know it's like that's the ultimate boys fantasy in it that you get you know don't get me wrong it's not necessarily quite as flattering as you know the, the figures that he's made for pip the prodigy of fat boy slim it is essentially uh <laughs> Two two naked lads with uh, with generous penises, uh, with stormtrooper hats yeah. and uh, and white boots mm. on, but it's an action figure with my face on it, which is the best thing ever. But yeah, He Man was uh, yeah. was something that, in retrospect, I look back on. I think I would like the figure because it was the first time that figures went they, they got bigger because it, they were always Star Wars mm. size, you know, uh, action full mm. size. And I mean, we're mentioning toys and and Riker. We should say that if you trawl back through the archives. There's a brilliant episode where where Riker yeah. come on talking about uh, toys and uh, yeah. and it's, it's it's a brilliant it's so episode. Yeah. yeah, 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 and we we keep like it's been lovely to get him back on. Actually, it's been a suitable amount of time, and meaning we've got loads of things we want to slag off about Star Wars and get it off our chest. So we might do a, a a review of the films top like in order from worst to best. I'd like to hear what Ryan's. Riker's sort of like thoughts on it are, are very detailed, as um, as as should be a man of of his passion for it as well. So absolutely, be very enjoyable. Be What's your number four back. then, mate? Um, my number four. Let's have a quick look. I've got a note here. Uh, my number four is. Uh, I want a video player, and I had a conversation Ooh. last week. Uh, I went round my mates. I went round uh, counting the gangs, uh, and and basically. I realised he'd he'd bought like a, a cassette player, like a tape deck, like um, because mm. I think he was like converting some of his old demos for his patrons or something like that, and yeah. uh, and I've still got a Walkman, 
Uh, and I did just think, oh, I've gone on eBay and looked at like just getting a Technics tape deck. So I've still got all my old band demos and things like that. Mm. And uh, and, I, and I do think yeah. oh, I could just listen to them and, and convert them. Uh, but, I'll, you know, mm. I'll never really get around to doing stuff like that. But the one thing I'd like to do is, obviously, like most people, I got rid of all my videos years ago when DVDs mm. come out and things like that. What I never got rid of was all of the videos of gigs that I've done in various, you know, in my, in my two bands. Um, and like, and we had some like professionally filmed, Amazing. uh, like, and like one of the last ones was like a venue in Kensington called the orange. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, uh, this, I imagine it's long since gone. But um, but we had like a, a lot of professional sort of setup done there to to record it and got a really nice stu- like desk recording of the audio as well, and uh, and I've I've still got that on VHS and I've got loads of other like stuff of just us going to like Basildon Town Centre and going in shops and like literally just playing up and just doing w- weird shit dressed up, and I'd love to watch that back. Oh, um, uh, you know, you know what you should do, Stu. You should get that like the recording device for it, yeah. And then you should do an evening. I'd be well up for that. Where you just while you're recording it and converting it, you just play it on a screen and have a couple of beers and get your mates over, like cunt and that and pricey, and just uh, enjoy watching it back while it's recording and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, really a, good that's fun. a really good idea. Yeah, but it, that's not. I mean, that is something that I'd love to do. And obviously, I'll, you know, I'd love to sort of see it just to you know, look at, you know, how decent my hairline was and, and how lean I was. But <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. the main thing is I'd like to show my kids, like, um, my band, mm. like my, my serious band, not serious mm. problem. I would never show them that. Um, but I, I, I'd like to show them that gig at the Orange, which was like when I think my band was probably at its best. And, and they've never seen me on stage. They've never seen me, like, do something... Yeah, in music really. They've never obviously they've never seen me DJ, and oh, but wicked. you know that's far yeah. different from seeing you know these these are the songs I wrote, and this is us performing them. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to kind of maybe have a 
And anyway, so as it turns out, um, two of my pals that were out last Sunday have videos. So I'm going to literally spend, like, this weekend, I'm going to go and grab it. And hopefully tomorrow, watch watch um, a video of, uh, make my kids endure. Watch. Look, at, look at your dad. Look at your dad there back in his A-day, eh? But, you know, I'm just curious to see what they make of it, if they're interested. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because it, the, the thought that when I was 20, my dad would have sort of sat me down and I would put a record on or something on, oh, this was me. Like, mm. you know, I, w- I think I would have been like, wow. Like, because, you you, you know, do you, you forget that your your parents were young and your parents mm. were, yeah. you know, in some of them videos, I'm probably the same age as my eldest. So, yeah, so a, a video player. Uh, I wish I would have just kept hold of one because it would have made it a lot easier over the years to have just kind of connected it to a telly and gone, oh, look, I can watch that again. Yeah, no, that's amazing, mate. The, the the tape of me when I was twenty, I hope never surfaces. It's it's disgraceful. We spoke about it the other week, uh, the one I filmed at uni, but it does link on to my number four quite nicely. So I had like it's it's my old tape collection, but it's my audio tape. So there's like first and foremost, there's a mixtape that uh, my one of my best mates Jay made for me, and it was incredible. And at the same time, I had a mixtape that Pip had made for me, which was all top fives from different music genres. And it was such a good tape. So there was Jay's one and Dave's one. Um, and then there was all my drum and bass tapes. I, 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 I never bothered. I don't know where they are, if I've still got them. I, don't, I really don't think I've got any of this shit. Not only that, but in that tape collection, I wish Pip still had the one of me and him when we were tripping balls, like the first time I took acid, because that was just an me- insane tape recording that. And on top of that, there was also, me and Jay recorded radio shows when we were like 11, and we would make up our own jingles and adverts. So all these things, I would absolutely, I, oh God, I'd pay, I'd pay thousands to have them back. And, um, and if I had my original Iowa fancy-ass Walkman as well, the one that I absolutely covered, the first thing that felt like, it felt so futuristic, it was like I had a spaceship. I wish I still had that one, and I'd, I'd love to listen to through to that shit on that, just with a shitty set of those headphones that probably the audio on it was absolutely pony compared to what it sounds like today. But I just absolutely killed to, to have that cassette and be able to listen through all that nostalgia. It'd be incredible. It'd be so good. But alas, yeah, didn't look after it. Absolutely, mate. I've uh, I've I've got like audio tapes of of me and cunt when we're like ten, like singing songs. Oh. Um, so I, I'm I'm a hoarder. So th- this top oh, five is like kind of quite a weird one because I, I do keep like most stuff, mm. like anything that's mm. been kind of. Any stuff I've created, I guess, you know, I've always kept, uh, which, you know, which can be a bit of a bind sometimes. But, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, being able to go back and listen to you and your mate do, like, little radio shows, that's amazing, man. But in in regards to, uh, you know, should you put on an evening where, uh, you know, as you're converting it to digital, where it's you and Pip uh, tripping balls uh, and him making your top five mixes that probably have fucking Alien Ant Farm and P.O.D. on it. Uh, and then your drum and bass <laughs> collection. Fuck off! Am I coming around for that shit? That's rude, isn't it? Well. Very rude. <laughs> What's your number three, then, you Rupert? Uh, my number three is my Volvo. Your Volvo? I knew it. Yep. I knew there was something. 
about you. Yeah. Yeah, go on. No, you go on. Your you, Volvo. You, you, you talking about the one with you, the cat in the hat? Like, no, no. You, you keep talking about my Volvo because you look like you, you had loads to say about that and then you seem to just go a bit quiet when you sort of start to think about where you was going nah, with it. I just, I just thought it was just going to be inappropriate, wasn't it? I figured that, you know, I was going to start being rude. Um, yeah, Digging yourself in a little glass and hole. <laughs> That's it, exactly. Um, Self-censorship, big fan. uh, My first car... My first car was uh, uh, a Ford Escort Estate. That's the one that had Cat in the Out on it. Um, But then... uh, I can't remember. I think (laughs) I just had another Escort after that. But then my dad bought a Mm. Volvo. um, It was one of them ones that looked like it was just a box. It was it was such a fucking unit, uh, and I don't know why he bought it because he had a car. He had a nice car because my dad was into like motors, and I weren't. Mm. Um, and whether or not he just bought it because he was like, "Please get rid of that fucking car with Doctor Seuss painted on it, like outside <laughs> my house." And like, and in fairness, I understand that. Like, um, uh, but he went, "Do you want that Volvo?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Yeah." So this car, bear in mind, this would have been about 1994, right? It was old, but it had leather seats, electric windows, power steering. Like for younger listeners, you never used to have power steering. You do a three-point turn. It was like a fucking workout, right? So I was like, oh, my God. It had a Blair Punk stereo in it. Right, and it had electric wow. wind mirrors. Right, all of the things that you just get on a car now, what? standard. Like it was an old yeah, car but back then. Yeah, mate. And I remember picking up um, Nick from Mouth of Manliness in this car, and and we was listening to Straight Outta Compton. I can picture it as well. Listening to Straight Outta Compton, and we was driving around, and I felt like a fucking gangster. I was like leather seats. <laughs> undo the windows and normally you'd be like fucking winding the window down it was like ah, ah, press the button and it was like yes like it was i mean it literally cost me about 30 quid just to go around the like you know the shop like because it weren't like a, a, a 1.1 <laughs> fucking car that everyone has when they're young but oh my god yeah i was a fucking daddy in that it was like yeah, it was a proper fucking monster car Baller. and yeah wow. so yeah i do wish that i'd kept that because yeah yeah Number, what is it? Just made you feel good. Although it'd be dead now. I mean, it's my number three. I mean, I I put as a special mention my Audi TT, and then for good memories, Dad's Mondeo. Uh, But um, yeah, the old, uh, the the Audi TT, I loved it. Um, But, and do you know my very first ever car, I think we identified was a blue Ford Escort as well. Um, um, But uh, I never drove it. I got it bought for me and uh, never passed my test. So it just sat on the lawn while I uh, drunk myself into oblivion at 18. Um, So my actual number three is my Air Jordans. When I got my first pair of Air Jordans, they, they, they were like, I think, I mean, now you can get replica ones that are about 400, 500 quid. Um, but they're not my pair, and I would absolutely. I, I saw a picture of me at Bamington practice. Someone posted it on Facebook. It's a scrawny little old me there, but I'm rocking those Air Jordans, and I'm like, everyone's taking the piss out of me, and I'm thinking, mate, look at those, look how great those trainers are. Um, I we've spoken before about things, items that we loved and stuff like that, and and so they have come up before, but that was the first 
item of clothing that just, you know, I, I, now obviously when you look at me, I look like I brush my hair with a toffee apple and, you know, wear the same pants for six days in a row. Hopefully Molly's not listening. And, um, but, you know, that really did start uh, my sort of like love for clothes and fashion and they really were beautifully made and, and, and wonderful sleek designs and graphic images on them and a little tongue where you could put like a little penny, little purse for like if you had a pound coin that you could stick in there, which back in the day was all you needed to go out for three weeks on anyway. Uh, so yeah, I just love those fucking trainers, man. And um, I probably look, I don't even think they'd look good on me now. They wouldn't, they wouldn't suit a 41 year old man, I don't think. Not me anyway. But uh, I'd fucking kill to have those bad boys back. Even if I could just have them in a box and every now and then I'd just go and look at them and just, like, touch them. And the, just the nostalgia would come flying back of just, you know, just coveting them at school, coveting them at school and stuff like that. So, yeah, mate, Air Jordans. Nice. I had a pair of <coughs> Puma Javilas for my first proper, like, um, trainers, like the ones that weren't, like, Jet 777s. Um, <clears throat> um, or, or high tech silver shadow. Uh, I uh, yeah, my, my my dad took me shoe shopping for the first time. It weren't my mum and like my mum, we ain't having them there. And obviously, mm-hmm. just, <clears throat> my old man was like, "Yeah, go on him," and they were amazing. Like and oh. uh, and I I think about six years ago on eBay, I bought a very si- they sort of reissued a sort of very similar design, and, yeah. and I bought a, a, a pair off of eBay, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, there's a reason you wear these things when you're young that you don't really get away with wearing that. And and I and I think that we both, you know, veer on the the, the wrong side of dressing our age. Uh, uh, and, and I do think <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, Fair. And like, uh, 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 but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's nice to kind of, you know, want to try and be a little bit, a little bit current and. You know, I'm I'm 48. Mm. Most people I know buy their clothes out of fucking go outdoors. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I don't want to be mm. wearing a fucking <laughs> uh, a, a, a fleece and a fucking pair of fucking bland trainers. Like, um, shout out to 48 year olds walking like they're fit, Merrill, Merrill, Merrill <laughs> trainers. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck that. No, what are the ones? Oh no, but these are these are really hard. They're hard wearing, waterproof and breathable. They're disgusting mate let me tell you the ones right the ones where it's a slippery slope when you wear these right because i i, I don't get me wrong i'm, I'm sure they're, like, they're really expensive right but i just think they have the worst look sketches they are hmm. uh, <laughs> oh the, i mean the internet <laughs> delay there really did not help uh my conversation there <laughs> Uh, because it literally had time for a tumbleweed to go past. What, when I just think at that point, you just looked down was... and looked at the sketches on your own feet. <laughs> was there a massive delay? Yeah, huge one. Oh, sorry, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all right, rude prick. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to be a little bit, I don't know, a little bit younger than what you are, you know? I mean, it's not like I'm having fucking fillers and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, just means that, <laughs> I don't know. Me turn ups might be a little bit bigger than. Uh, <laughs> arguably, you should. Um, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, no, because, it, you know, it's like dressing your age, yes, but also it's embracing like change and seeing new things and new trends come through. I think it's okay just within reason. I think you have to mm. have, uh, you know, exercise a little bit of um, caution. Mm. You don't go throw yourself fully into it either. Yeah. But yeah, no, good shout, mate. Um, I'll, uh, I'll get these uh, sketches sold then. Um, what's. What's your number two? Uh, my my long hair. <laughs> um, so I, I've recently joined. Uh, I got tagged in something on Facebook, which was a group um, uh, revolving around uh, the, the guy that set the group up. He's making a film uh, called Unseen. Um, Seen spell S C E N E, and it's about the early UK indie scene of the 90s mm-hmm. um, whilst everybody's looking at grunge in the wake of Manchester and before mm-hmm. Britpop there's a sweet mm-hmm. spot that I'm obsessed with uh, and and somebody had heard me talking about that on, on a podcast and tagged me in this mm-hmm. group about this film uh, and so this week I've been looking at like loads of people posting up videos of like early 90s you know indie bands we're talking wonder stuff cart unstoppable sex machine mm. ned's atomic dustbin all of that kind of scene mm-hmm. and and it's and again it's nostalgia and i love it uh and it, you know uh, hearing them songs seeing them videos and seeing live clips and that's it's brilliant and i've been really enjoying it and then someone mm. put up a thing the other day saying post your picture from 1992 uh and he posted a picture of himself up in 1992 long sleeve band mm. t-shirt uh, shorts, long hair, and I just thought, oh, I've, I've definitely got some of them. Uh, and I was just looking at it, and I was, uh, firstly, my eyebrows, I think I sort of grew into them, uh, <laughs> but but they were like proper Gallagher's. I had like proper thick like eyebrows, and I was just thinking, God, like as your hair starts to kind of thin as you get older, does it happen to your eyebrows? It certainly don't happen oh, to my... God knows. Uh, mm. But it don't seem to be happening to my fucking back or my ear holes, and... Uh, and I was just thinking, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was just thinking, fucking hell. And and yeah, and I just remember like looking at like a, a, a big, and my hair's quite curly when it gets longer. And uh, and I was like, oh man, like I like my hair is not thick enough anymore to be able to get away with having long hair. Uh, and and I haven't got the fucking patience not you have to have patience <laughs> or do you have to have patience <laughs> to grow your hair? i don't know but uh yeah to go through that weird stage before have you have you ever had long hair uh the longest hair i had was probably when i was about 32 and i used to slick it back but if i pulled it forward it would go right down past my chin and uh, that was probably the longest hair i've ever had i also had a, a period when i was about 27 when i had my hair cut and dyed a little bit with highlights and I look a bit like a member of Busted. And as soon as someone said that, um, I had it cut the next day. In fact, 
that very night I got into a big fight. <laughs> and I can't imagine that someone saying I look like Charlie from Busted helped me in any way, shape or form. Oh, the, so, shame, yeah, that, the shame that someone went home that night and went, yeah, yeah, had a tear-up tonight. Oh, fucking hell, really? Yeah. Yeah, I beat up some little kid that looked like one of Busted. <laughs> oh, the yeah, delay exactly, is so yeah, offensive. Exactly. It's so offensive, this delay. Uh, to, like, to, your, to your great jokes, yeah. I know. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I just, I kind of, uh, yeah, I just looked and I just thought, oh, I mean, don't get me wrong, there was nothing unique about having long hair in 1992. Every fella had long hair in 1992 uh, because everybody wanted to be Eddie Vedder or Kurt or whoever, you know, everybody had Miles Hunt. We all had long hair. Or Shirt, um, shirt but yeah, from, from Lilo. Oh, fucking hell, like. Yeah. yeah. What's your number two? <laughs> do you, do you know, the, the delay is so ridiculous, Stu, because I said that. And you carried on talking. I thought, oh, he's just going to pass over the fact so I just ripped him. And then you stopped talking, and then I realised the, uh, the knives had reached you. Uh, right, what's my number two? My number two is um, oh, all my computer game consoles. I just, oh, that's I, a great I, shirt. Oh, mate, I had a Sega Master System. I, I, do you know what? I'd love them in their boxes as well. And again, it's not about having them mint so that, you know, I could sell them. It's, I just loved it. I loved, like, that feeling when you've got a new computer games console and you pull it out of the box and it's all wrapped in special plastic and it just smells so new. And yeah, again, it's like you're staring into the future. You you know, you, you get your Sega Master System controller that's basically got a D-pad on it and two fucking buttons. And it's basically the shape of an old school dairy milk. You know, it's like just... Like back then, it just felt so incredible. Um, and just whip, you know, those cartridges that you had for it. And oh my God. And then I got a Super Nintendo and that day was just the, the best day of my life too. Um, I can remember the box packaging the Street Fighter 2 art on it as well. And this one had six buttons. So, like, you know, barely as much as I could count. Oh, just what a time to be alive. And then again, and then and then the purely the best console I ever bought, I think most significant would still be the PlayStation 1. Like, oh, my God. I just loved it. Computer gaming was a huge part of my life. You know, being a bit of a bit of a weirdo, um, it'd be best for me to stay in my bedroom. But... To be fair, actually, computer games were super social. I mean, they are now, like online. But back in the day, when you weren't playing, when I weren't playing it and having my mates come around to play it, you know, all my mates because I'm popular. Oh yeah, yeah, we clarified that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Last week, didn't we? There was a massive delay there, and I wasn't sure if you were just ignoring me or if you were going to respond to that. Um, yeah, we'd have like sleepovers, link up the playstations. Just all the memories of all those things. My PlayStation was chipped up so I could have illegal import games on it as well. And 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 also I'd like to go back to look at like my SNES in particular. Just had so many bite marks in the in the in the control pad where, where we were frustrated and we like had didn't know what to do with our sort of like prepubescent hormonal bodies. We just bite into the control pad. So like there was basically my denture records all over my Super Nintendo. I'd love to see it, mate. I'd love to re reminisce. And then every now and then, I'd love to be able to whip it out, pop on Mario Kart, and then just crush my girlfriend at Mario Kart, you know, just when I'm feeling, like, particularly um, pathetic and I just need to sort of, like, re-establish re my sort of, like, um, um, notion of myself. I could just do that, you know. 
get on Street Fighter 2, poor girl wouldn't know where to start. I'd let her be like a e Honda. And I'd pick Ken and I'd just drag an uppercut her into, a, into another dimension. Which is, by the way, better than doing it in real life. So there you go, mate. Computer game consoles. Nice. Nice. What ones would you have? You'd have had Amstrad. I'd, I'd have had, I had a Commodore 64. Commodore 64 classic. Yeah, yeah. A little bit just before I had computer games, that was. I had to be pe- henpecking my mum at that point. It's really but weird yeah. because like, at, at that point, I got one, like, I don't know if it was second hand, but like, I remember like Christmas, I got a Commodore 64. And most of my mates had Spectrums, and a couple of my mates had the Commodore VIC 20. Uh, and it felt like I, you know, I'd, I'd landed on my feet getting a Commodore 64 because it was, at that point, it was the best. Uh, and I think after that, yeah. they they, re- they released the Commodore 16, which was like kind of in between the 20 and the, the 64. don't know, really think it caught on. And obviously, you had the Amstrad mm. with a built-in <laughs> tape player, yeah. which was wicked. Yeah. Uh, Cunt yeah. had a... Uh, Cunt and the gang had a uh, Acorn Electron, uh, which <laughs> he did I have remember an thinking, like, oh, I can't swap games with, uh, with, with that. But yeah, the Commodore 64, a quick shot joystick... Um, uh, and I remember, like, my, I had mates don't. that were just obsessed with, like, computer games, and I just weren't. Like, I, I was always that kid that wanted to go out. I didn't mm. want to sit indoors and play computer games. And, and I bought consoles mm. over the years thinking, oh, do you know what? I'm going to try and get into it. I bought UFC games for it. And after mm. 20 minutes, I'm like, I've, I've got something more productive to do. I've got something that yeah. it excites me creatively more than this. And I understand that... That's just me, uh, and lots of people love gaming, and I wish I, could, right, I wish York. I could kind of just like I just <laughs> I do wish that I could just get lost in it, like because you know it, I it said that blows my mind I said that thirty seconds you know before what? you laughed. The fundamental problem is right um, is ah oh, fucking hell. Sorry, listeners, this is so shit. That like you're having to endure this. It's like this fucking internet's really pissed me off, and like I really hope that it's tough, the, yeah. the, the the listening experience isn't too too spoiled. Because as I'm saying this now, Chris is literally talking over me, but yeah. he's not. It's uh, it, it's really weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Commodore 64. Right, my number one. Uh, my number one is I wish I still owned a sense of wonder. Uh, and uh. that that kind of wide-eyed excitement of what you can, you know, what's to come in your life, what, you know, how, how you know, what you will become as an adult and what, mm. what, what, you know, what road you're going to go down and, and what it's going to present. And, yeah, and I think as you, you know, as you reach your 30s and then your 40s and fucking hell, you know, in two years I'm 50. It's like that 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 deteriorates, that, that sense of like, well, it's all to be played for. And of course it is. I'm not suggesting for a moment that, you know, life's not for living and live in the moment and enjoy everything. And like, I'm, not, I'm not being sort of miserable about it, but there is a sense of wonder and excitement and... Mm. Of, of you know having your whole life ahead of you when you're a young man when you're you know in your your early teens or or, or whatever when you're 20 like that yeah you know you, you've got your whole life ahead of you that 
you know, like fucking however many seventy years ahead of you or whatever. Like it's so fucking amazing to, to and, and still to not know where it's going to go, what it's going to be, and and yeah, yeah, and and that that you know, I I I sometimes think. Yeah, I, I think as you get older and, and you know, so much of this podcast, you know, today's episode and lots of episodes and lots of conversations mm. that we have is is looking back. And I'm not suggesting that mm. I don't try and push things forward with, you know, with, with, with what mm. I do, uh, you know, in mm. the creatively or, 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 or personally. Mm. But uh, I, I do think that there's something really lovely about being young and the excitement of what life's going to bring and uh and yeah and I, and I miss that a little bit yeah uh, that's a really great one mate it really is uh everything feels so big when you're younger everything for, because you have no con you have no perspective of it and and in many ways that's wonderful it does come with its disadvantages because you don't know how to handle things either so like you know you, but that's you how you learn from your mistakes Exactly, exactly, exactly. But, you know, that whole sort of like the world is limitless. I remember the first time going to the Natural History Museum and just being like overwhelmed at what life had to offer, past and future. And so, yeah, that, that it, it does change as you get older. Um, but I think the funny thing is as well, Stu, is that there is ways, and like you say, you are pushing things forward and that. And there are there is ways to have wonder. I experienced wonder the other day. I was literally looking in uh, to the, the, the future worlds of um, virtual reality, augmented reality, and cryptocurrency, and how they're all getting tied together. And you know what, mate? It just Did blew my tight, tight. You know, it, it was just when I was having lunch. It blew my tiny mind of what, where the world is going to go. There's so much wonder in that for me now. Like I, I discovered it and went, "Wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into this more because it's just a whole." I don't even think part of it's quite terrifying, really. But in other parts, it's it's so exciting to see these these new developments in in what humans are doing and how we're moving forwards. Yeah, we probably the planet's probably going to explode, but you know what? I'll be there for the ride. And I guess it's weird because in a very strange way, it links in with my number one. But it's a very tenuous link, so let, I have to explain it. So my number one is my entire vinyl collection. Now, the funny thing is, I say I, I wish I still owned it. I do. But it's at my friend's house in North London, and it's in their shed. And it's probably degrading and, and turning to dust as we speak, because I can't imagine it's being kept in good condition. And I've left it there for like something like four years now, because I've just basically found other excuses why that isn't that important to me. Um, and when I started writing this thing, and I, I wrote that, I was like, "Why the fuck have I left all those memories?" And all, and yeah, a lot of it's drum and bass. Not all of it is. I've got some really great collectors' pieces in there. Why have I just left it there to just die? And so I'm gonna go and get it, and um, you know, and I'll clean it up. And, and what I can save, I can save, and what I can't, well, is, is my own stupid fault. But the reason why I feel it's a bit of a tenuous link to your sense of wonder is. It's not lost. It can be I, that this is something I can do something about, and um, and that's what I plan to do. Yeah, I'm gonna go and get it. I'm gonna go and get it. I've got loads of wonderful drummer. I've, I've got my. I've still got my decks. Thank God. I'm gonna dig them out. I'm gonna set them up, and I'm gonna have like a bit like I said to you with your uh, with your tapes and playing them back. I'm gonna have a right old drum and bass session, 
um, and have a just DJ in my bedroom and have a wild, wild time. But yeah, it is. It, I, it's one of those ones where actually I do own it. I've just forgotten, and it's still there. I've just got to make the effort to go and fucking get it. And so, with that sense of wonderment, mate, let's do that. Let's let's find those things that still excite you. And as you say, you do push things forward. You've got like you know, it's great what we've been doing with the MMA stuff, and there's some exciting news maybe for that in the future as well. And yeah, more power to you. Wonderful. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.